important that we remember that God can do anything that he wants, but we have a part to play. So he's going to tell you what to do, you, something for you to do, right? And if you don't do it or you don't move in that direction, then he can't act, right? Don't ever lose sight of that. That's why it's so important to understand his voice and understand his leading and understand when he's telling you to do something because you have no idea behind the scenes what he's trying to, miracles he's trying to perform or what he's trying to accomplish, amen? I was thinking about Jehoshaphat. In the Bible, you know, he was, he was facing massive armies. And, and in the natural, they had their, their little army in the natural, and I'm paraphrasing this whole story, but in the natural, it looked totally impossible. It, it just wasn't going to happen. And he went to God, and God told him, told him what to do. God, now, and God told him, you, this is battle is mine, it is not yours. You just show up. You just be there. Now, Jehoshaphat could have looked at the natural circumstances and said, No, Jack, I'm out of here. I'm not going down there getting beat down. Look how many people they have. Look at the armory they have, the military they have. I'm not going down there. But no, he took the step of faith because he trusted what God was telling him to do and what happened. And not only that, he trusted God so much that he put the band out front of the military as they marched around. Come on, who puts the band first place in a battle? Glory to God. And we know what happens. What happened? They were victorious. You know, it's kind of like the situation we're in right now with this election, right? And I know, I'm going to talk about the election today because I know everybody, there's been so many people in turmoil this week. I have talked to so many people. I was talking to God the other night. I was like, why am I pastoring this time? Why couldn't I pastor during the faith and miracle movement of the 70s and 80s? You know, that was great. You know, and he, God reminded me, he yanked my chain. He said, I put you here for this time. Yes. Just like I put your people here for this time. Don't you give up on me. I put you here because you'll say what I need to say. And I'm going to tell you some things, guys, and I don't know how you voted, and I'm not going to get all in your business on that, but if you haven't noticed, if you didn't vote for President Trump, then that didn't go in the favor of the church, all right? I'll just go ahead and say that. That's just the simple truth, because Biden, I can use their names now, the votes have been put out there, Biden and Harris do not stand for the biblical principles, if you do the homework and the research, they do not stand for that. So, if you did not vote for Trump, that's between you and God. And I've had people call and try to justify their actions, and, and some people are part of this church, and some people are not, right? And that, that's totally up to You don't have to justify it to me. That's between you and God. And, the, and, and um, it was really funny. I was talking with one gentleman, and he said, well, I'll just... He was talking about how he rationalized to himself how he voted, and he said, he said, well, I just figured, you know, that it's more important for us to get our, what we can put our hand to right here on, in, in the, on earth in this next election with this president than to be concerned about God's, what God wants for the future. He said, I'll just, I'll just vote this way. And I'll just, he said, I'll just repent and get forgiveness of it and walk away from it. And I said, oh, brother, it doesn't work that way. Because let me remind you of something, guys. There, there is going to be a day of judgment for every person that we will not be able to escape. A day of judgment where you will stand before God for how you either promoted His kingdom or how you hindered His kingdom. Now, what happens from that? I don't know. But I don't want to stand before Him and have to answer for how I hindered His kingdom. Now, let me just say this. I love everybody. And if you did vote, and I have very close friends that voted the opposite for me. And, you know, I love them. We agree to disagree. 
I'm still going to do all I can for you. I'm going to treat you as one of my children. I'm going to love you. And, and I, my prayer for anybody that went down this alley or this avenue is that your eyes and ears will be opened. Because we cannot have people backing down in the end days from God. And that's what's happening right within our, within our uh, United States. Because this is the blessed nation on the planet. This is God's nation on the planet. To be blessed, to be a blessing. Right? This, he found, our whole foundation and our principles are based on God. Right? And through the years, we've cons- consistently removed Him from the equation. And now we wonder why our nation is in turmoil. You can't take God out of the equation and expect the blessings. Because our blessings come from God. Did you know, and uh, guys, I've done a lot of study on this. Did you know that government's job is to protect our blessings from liberty, which is from God? It is not to dictate us. It is not to, they're not to rule over us and tell us everything to do. They are to protect us. And that's what the military does. That's what the law enforcement does. That's what our our local governments do. And they are to protect our blessings from God. And that's it. We are called to rule ourselves as God leads us. This is the environment that God created with this nation. Now with with, with what's happening with with people coming in, and they're trying to change that. And it's, it's just simply because... Evil has, this is, I told you guys, this is a battle between good and evil. It's not about the presidency seat. I personally can't stand President Trump, but I know he's come a long way. All right? And I was listening to, uh, what was his pastor? Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Yes, James Robinson. I listened to him. He shared a video yesterday about how he, he got to minister to, through, through President Trump for the past four years and how, how when he sat down with him and how he just engaged him and, and, and President Trump engaged back and they got to spend time back and forth. And so you don't hear all this in the public or on the news media because the news media is on the, against him, right? But he got to spend all this time and he got to speak into his life, speak counsel in his life. And he said the most amazing thing was this man was just like anybody, was living in the world and had done some things, like who hasn't? And he, but this man was just, could just sit there and you could see the tears coming down his face and say, wow, I just want to draw on that wisdom. This, these were President Trump's words. And he said, I just want to hear more. And that's why he got to keep coming back and minister and speak to him personally, one-on-one. And, and he told him, he said, Trump, he said, don't go out here and try to be spiritual. Don't try to present yourself spiritual to draw in votes. Let your actions speak for yourself. And what have they done, guys? If you look through and do your homework, you will see. He was a blessing to this, to this nation. And he was a blessing to the body of Christ. And that's, that's where we are, guys. And, and I want to encourage you. I'm totally off my notes here, but that's okay. But I want to encourage you to something. This thing's not over. It is not over. And it amazes me how many people, just because Fox News says it's over, they just throw in and say, oh, well, it's over, it's done. Let's just go on. And then they come back at me and say, well, you're just a sore loser. Listen, no, this is not about the presidency. This is a battle between good and evil. And this battle is not over. This is not something we hasn't seen before. Remember Gore and Bush? It was December before that was finalized. Right? It was, and listen, there is 
There's so much corruption that's coming in through this. And if you can't see that, you're clearly blinded. Clearly blinded. Right? There's so much corruption. And our prayers are that that will come to light. That will come to light. But see, the body of Christ has taken a hit this week. Because these numbers tell us some things about our nation. These numbers tell us some things, right? And let me just say this. Even if you did vote for Biden, please know I'm not personally trying to offend you. But me preaching the truth from this, word, from this pulpit, the truth of the Word and the truth of God inspired. You understand, everything that comes out of me is not something I make up on the fly. This is inspired by the Holy Spirit. What God, I spend over an hour every Saturday night here meditating, praying in the Spirit, asking God, what is it your people need to hear tomorrow? And every morning before, you can ask anybody in my house, they've got to be out of the house by 8 o'clock. Because that's my time to get with God from 8 to 9.30. Well, 8, I get a shower, 8 to 8.30, then I'm there, I'm in it. And I'm with God until 9.30, 9.35, and we are talking and we're communing and I'm listening. And but all, Why? To hear what He wants His people to hear. It's not an opinion, right? It's not an opinion. You need to really understand that, right? Because I could really get an opinionated over this. And there's a lot of people getting on soapboxes on this, right? But this thing isn't over. It's not over. Just because the news media has no right to call a president's seat. They do not. So don't, just because they said it, don't hold that as the gospel. Now what does that tell us? What does that tell us? That tells us that we are in a fight. Because if this thing's not over, we need to fight. We need to keep fighting. Alright? We need to, because as Christians, we are called to fight for righteousness, to stand for righteousness. Just like God can do anything in this earth, but He does it through His people. And if we don't stand, nothing will ever change. God just sits up there going, oh man, come on guys, do something. Do something. I'll perform a miracle. It may look crazy. I just need you to move. Just move. Do something. And that's what we're doing. We're in a fight right now. Now, please, don't go get your guns and all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. And I actually con- had to talk with people last week about that. Because people were hurting. They're hurting right now, especially people that are so close with God. And they're, they're feeling overwhelmed. And, and they see that what the news media all is so quick to say. And understand, all of this claiming victory and all of it is part of their strategy, guys. They knew that... Well, I won't get into that. Ugh. The hard thing of studying politics. It was part of their strategy. It was part of their strategy. All right? And they want to put it out there. Put it in everybody's ears. Put it in everybody's mind. And then even when this thing gets overturned, which I believe it will get overturned, it, it, when it does get overturned, it creates more chaos. Because if you go back to Pat Robinson's prophecy of what would happen in the, after this election, he said that in that prophecy was very clear. That his prophecy was that there will be riots that will bring this nation to the knees. And you can see it clearly how this is unfolding, guys. But we will overcome, the prophecy says. We will overcome and we will walk into a newness of a revival for God and things will change. And it's all going to happen through all of this process that's being ironed out right now. Being ironed out. But listen, we're in a fight. 
And there's a lot of people hurting, a lot of people angry. I don't know how many phone calls I talked to with people. Some were, some were happy for the election. Some, and most were not happy for the election. And, and you know, when, when, you, when you start seeing the corruption and the, and the dark things that are happening in the, within the means of the, of the election and, 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 the, and the vote counting and this, that, and another, you, you do, you, if you don't know how to respond, you do get angry. But listen, we are to respond. But you've got to remember, this is a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4 says, We are human. And I like this out of the New Living. It says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not the worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. Listen, it is time for us to respond. This demands us to respond. And let me tell you something. I'm gonna th- there's a couple of things about how we need to respond that are important. And it... And, and it we see this in the numbers of how we voted. And I'm going I'm to get into that in just, a, in just a second. But the first way that we are to respond, guys, is we are just to respond in prayer and in faith. Listen, I had a guy tell me, well, y'all prayed for 30 days. The Bible says never cease praying. Guys, we are in some tough times. I, keep, I feel like a broken record in reminding people. We need to be praying constantly. There were times when there was two people up here when we did the 30 days of prayer. Were you at home connecting with us? Because there's power in prayer. It changes things. Listen, we got to start getting real about church. Guys, if we don't get real about church, then God's not going to get real about the things in our lives. Why would He make you priority if you don't give Him priority in your life? Think about it, guys. It's not hard. But that's the thing. We are to stand and fight for righteousness, and we are to fight this thing out as long as we have to fight it out. Why? Because we need a man up there that's going to stand for biblical principles. Now, I can get very passionate about this because I have children. I have seven children. And I have seven children. I should have at least 50 grandchildren, right? <laughs> But seriously, they've got to live in this nation. They've got to live in this world. And it's why if I don't fight for them, what's going to happen? Right? And it's, if you've got children, you should be thinking about how you respond. I'm, I cannot emphasize that enough. And I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things, ways, parents, that you can respond. Get your children out of this public school system. Stop allowing your children to be indoctrinated in what they want you to believe because that's where the majority of this is coming from. I know a young man right now, he's probably 20 years old, known him most of his life, homeschooled. He's not in this church. Homeschooled. Most of the time, then he went to public school. All right? And then he got, he, he, he got, he's, he's connected with a young lady and engaged in this, that, and other. And his whole demeanor has changed. This, this young man is out there uh, uh, behind the scenes planning coups against the President Trump and all of this whole, the whole concept of how he's so evil. And, and, and listen, if you just do your homework and study what he stands for and what he's done, it's totally a lie. He is totally, this young man has totally been deceived. Totally been deceived. Satan's got him right where he wants you. And it just blows me away of how these kids can do this. But it's because they're being indoctrinated because he's in college right now. 
And it's just getting poured into him, poured into him, poured into it. Do you realize now, for every Christian professor, this is just one stat, uh, for every Christian professor in a, in a university to now, there's about 20 who are atheists or not believers. And some of you who work for Auburn University are going, yes, you're right. Because there's very few that can speak their opinion, can speak even though speak the word of God. You saw last week with the young little girl, a six-year-old girl got sent home from school because she had Jesus loves me on her ass. They wouldn't allow her to wear it. And she couldn't take it off, so they had to call her mom to come pick her up. I mean, this is the time, these are the times that we live in. And this is what these young people are voting for, the change. And it's all because they're not giving God first place in their life. They've grown up in, in colleges and schools that, that, that speak against God, that don't put God as the priority, that put the government as the priority. But remember, the government's job is not to rule over us. They're to protect us so that you can live as God designed you to live. Do you know why you have dreams in your heart? It's how God made you. He put those dreams in their heart. And He made you the way that He made you so you could pursue them. Now, if you go to a full socialist society where the government controls and rules everything, you're kicking God completely out of the equation. It doesn't even line up. It doesn't even make sense. Guys, we got we to fight this thing out. And we fight it in prayer. And we fight the good fight of faith. And listen, this is the time where believers need to be on our knees. And most importantly, we need to immerse ourselves in the Word. Do you know what it means to immerse yourself? I mean, think about when you immerse yourself in the pool. What happens? You become one with the water. That's what we need to do with, the, with, with God's Word. Guys, Doc, put up 2 Timothy 3.16 out of the New Living if you can. I think it's 16. Yes, yeah, 16. Yes, all right, listen to this. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong. It, oh, glory to God. I lost that last one. And teaches us to do what is right. Guys, we need to immerse ourselves in the Word. You need to, you need to get... You need to make this as much a part of you so that all of your response are from the Word of God and so that you can quickly respond from the, from the power and authority that has been given to us as believers from the sacrifice that, that, that Jesus did on the cross. You gotta have, see, you've got to walk in that boldness that I talk about and fight this thing out until we walk into victory. Stand for your God, your heavenly, your, your, your Creator, the Almighty, come on, stand for Him. And remember that boldness is only going to come one way. Boldness comes from knowledge. You're only going to be bold about what you know. And if you don't know the Word, if you're, not, if you're not feeding on the Word, and you're not making this Word a part of who you are, you're not going to be bold about it. And when the pressures of this world come against you, you won't know what to believe, you won't know what to stand for, and you can quickly, easily be led astray, and it is happening all across our nation. Whoo, Gloria. It's not the time to get discouraged, guys, because there's a lying spirit in the air right now. There's a lying spirit out there telling us to, to give up, to throw in the towel. You're done. This is over. Don't you listen to it. Don't give in. Don't give in. Take, 
<laughs> take every thought and emotion captive when that happens, and you bring it into obedience to God's Word. That's what you do. You bring it into obedience. Don't let them ramble around up there and get you led astray. No, you take them, you take them captive. You don't speak them into existence. You rebuke them, and you take authority over them, and you stay firm in what you know is true, which is the Word of God. Because we're in a battle. Now, we're in a battle that requires that we walk through it, that we come out. We're not in a battle where we fall down, lie down, and give up, and get, dig a hole and bury ourselves. No, we fight this thing. We keep our eyes on Jesus and keep pressing forward. And we're going to pray this thing through until everything's finalized. We're going to fight this thing out where we need to fight this thing out. Now, there will probably come a day, guys, where we will have to fight this thing out in the natural. That day will come. I'm not, it's not a prophecy. I mean, you can just... One of the worst things that... Oh, I will say worse. Sorry, Father. He blessed me with a, a strength called futuristic, which is great for business because you can plan very well. You can see things and you can see very clearly, well, if I do this, it's going to dump, 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 dump. It's going to come out this way. And you can plan things out years ahead if, you're, if you really sit down. But sometimes it'll drive you crazy. Because I can see what's happening in our world and I can see these things. I was like, man, if we keep going, oh my gosh, look what train wreck. It drives me crazy. But thank you, Father, for that blessing. I'll enjoy that while I can. But listen, there probably is going to, there's going to be a time. I, I say that because I can see these things. There is going to be a time where we'll have to fight this out. Unless Jesus comes back. But we're not there. We're not there. Listen, we are not to fight with violence. We're not to fight with rioting. We're not to fight with, with burning and hate and anger and all that. That's, listen, we are not to become like the ones we're standing against. We're no better than them. You've got to remember that. You've got to remember that because there's a lot of people getting angry. And there's a lot of people with a pretty good arsenal hiding out at their house. They don't need to be angry. <laughs> But we're going to fight this thing out like we should fight this thing out. Through prayer. Until, all the way until that election is finalized. We're going to pray it through. And I believe it will be overturned. I believe it will be overturned. It, well, not overturned. It hasn't been finalized. So nothing's official yet. I think the, the truth will come out because there's been a lot of corruption that's gone on. And guys, the thing is, is this corruption has gone on for years in our elections. But it's, God is saying, it's time for it to stop. Because the one thing that makes us different from all of the other third world countries that we look, not, we shouldn't, but we do look down on, the one thing that makes us different, guys, is because we have freedom to vote. But we can trust our vote. There's transparency in our elections. And if we lose that, if we get to a place, you understand, where you can't trust the election process, you can't trust the voting process, then we're no better than the third world countries. And what will happen is, one will gain power, and then when they get power, they'll never give it up because they will always be able to corrupt it every single time. And if you don't believe me, you look at Vladimir Putin. In Russia. Russia's elections are to be for four years. How long has Vladimir Putin been in there? 20? 20? Communists? Come on. He gained control. And he never wanted to give up that control. That's what that socialist environment, that's what it's about. Power, control. He's been in there forever. It's like he won't go away. He keeps coming up with a new policy and a new this and a new that for him to stay up there. Guys, it'll happen. 
It'll happen. If we don't fight for, the, uh, for a light to shine on the corruption, for all of this to be brought into the light, and this may be the very reason that Trump was up there, to get to this point, to stop this corruption in God's nation. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't love the rest of the world, but this, this nation is the only nation that was established on those principles, right? Now, I want to, I want, I want to, I want to talk about another way that we need to respond because this really blows my mind. Because if you look at the numbers on this election, I mean, they, they make me nervous, guys. They make me nervous. As a pastor, and I've talked with many pastors about this, you can only draw one conclusion from this. When you look at the numbers of people that voted the way they voted, because there's no simple way to put this, there's a, over half of the people in our very nation turned their back on God in this election. It's just a simple truth. They may have been deceived. They may think they did right, but they turned their back on God because you cannot vote against God's principles and elect a Muslim to be the leader of the free world that, which completely goes against God, everything that he stands for. Do your homework. If you think that Biden's going to run this office, you're crazy. It's not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. But listen, that's a scary thing as a pastor. To know that half of this nation think that there's no need for God in the equation. Who's God? Why do I need to consult Him? Because God's not going to lead you to vote that way. So they're not consulting Him. And there's, half of this nation says that they know better than God what we need in our nation. What does that mean? That means that the, half of this nation don't see God as their source. They see the government as their source. They're, they see their own strength as their source. Guys, this is why we need to fight this thing out. Because that's a scary, scary thing. To know that we have to deal with these people. And that so many people do not care about God. They don't give Him priority in their life. There's no honor for God anymore. Very little. That's why I wore my suit and tie today. I asked everyone to dress up. Why? It's not to show off the suit. It's because I'm coming in the house of the Lord today. I honor Him. I love Him. I'm committed to serve Him. He's my Father. Everything I have is because of Him. Everything that I do is because of Him. The dreams I have accomplished and the dreams that I'm going to walk out in the rest of my life are because of Him. And it's the same for all of you. I honor Him. It drives me bananas. And no, not against anybody, but... <laughs> Listen, the church is not doing its job. We've created an environment where you come to church and there's no honor for God. You come as you want. You dress the way that you want, right? You, 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 there's some, some churches that wear shorts and, and, and a bathing suit to church. And come on, there's, listen, that's okay for the first time, but once you get God in you, you need to understand the reverence and the honor for who He is in your life. That's why, why, that's why your churches should be clean. That's why your buildings and your yard, your yard should be cut and everything should be, and should be taken care of. And thank you, Chad, for that. But glory to God. But we do that. It's an honor for our Heavenly Father. And listen, with everybody that turned their back on Him this election, I was talking to him. I said, Father, I'm sorry. 
I know your I know your stomach's turning right now. I'm gonna I'm letting you know. I'm not turning my back on you. I'm here to fight for you. I will fight for you until Jesus comes back. I will fight this thing out. I stood right in this pulpit and God told me that last, I think it was last week. He said it's time for a revolution for the body of Christ to stand up and take back what the enemy is stealing from us and bring that back and it's time for the body of Christ to stand up and stop being pushed around. You see things are happening because they don't give the body Christ of Christ a, a voice. Now, your voice is your vote, but I'm talking about in what happens because they don't, they don't think it's important. The body of Christ, it goes back to taking God out of everything, removing God. I can do what I can do with my strength. I don't need God in the equation. Amen. But listen, those numbers scare me. And that tells me that there's a lot. The really scary thing, if you really study it, is is especially with the past two generations of kids that have graduated from college. Uh, and what was imparted into them through that process, the lack of teaching history. You know, they're trying to rewrite history. They don't want to teach history. But it's, it's important to, to, to know your history. I mean, if, if you don't study history, you, know, you don't know what to do or what not to do, what not to repeat. I mean, they don't want to learn about our history here, but they, we couldn't preach anything about Jesus if we didn't get into history. History is very important. It's very important. But what it tells us is, is what's been imparted into these kids is, is, is they think in their minds they're looking for a new idea of how we should live our life on this earth. Not considering God. In other words, we need to live our lives the way that we want to live our lives. We should live our lives because we should do this because it's fun. We should do this because it's free. We should do this because of... What is all that? That's responding off of emotions, off of flesh. That's not giving God any place in any of the decisions. But there's a lot of young people that... that I've shared with you many, many times the story of the young college guy that I was talking to at McAllister's that day, and we were talking, and, and, and he, we were talking about his, he was asking me a question about his uh, graduating school, and I was like, how many degrees do you have? He was at, I have like four, and I said, oh my gosh, I said, did your parents pay for this, or were you blessed to be able to pay for this? Oh no, he said, I just get student loans, and he had like 90-something thousand dollars in student loans, and I, and I said, well, what do you, how are you, and he's going to school for like a journalism degree, I'm thinking, Okay, I know the pay scale of a journalist, and I'm looking at your debt. It's not ever going to happen. And I asked him, I said, really, seriously, how do you intend to pay that back? He said, I don't. He said, when we get the right person in office, they're going to wipe all that away anyway. Because this is what, and he seriously, he wasn't being, he was, he seriously believes that. This is what they're pushing for. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm older, and I've been down some roads, and there is nothing in this world free. There is nothing, nothing. Somebody pays for it somewhere down the line. But listen, the church, we're in the situation that we're in because when you look at the numbers, guys, we should not have half of this nation turning their back on God. Now, whose fault is that? It's the churches. Because listen, have we been pursuing them with the boldness and the tenacity Come on. And we've been pursuing them and teaching them and standing up and fighting for God for what's right in every way. We never would have lost God out of schools. We would have fought that thing out. And we never. And then God would have been able to impart into people's lives all the way up as they were grown, growing up. 
the church hasn't done its job. Because if you're reaching people, you wouldn't have the abortion issue. Because a good Christian's not going to be sleeping around and getting pregnant and needing to go have abortion. And if you want to fight the whole abortion argument, that's what it's about. It's about the right to be able to do what they want with their body and then deal with the consequence how they want with their body. Right? That's the simple truth about it. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It is murder. Right? But listen, the church hasn't done their job. Because we haven't reached the people. It's time for the church to stand up. It's time for the church to fight for what is right. To fight for the righteousness. To fight for everything that God stands for. Because, listen, if we don't get bolder, if we don't get bolder, we're going to get just pushed to the side. And we're already pushed to the side. So we've got, a, we, we've got an uphill battle. An uphill battle. And listen, I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, talking about the abortion there, if anybody's been down that road, thank God for restoration. I didn't mean to come down hard on somebody that way. Right? There is restoration for that. Amen. I know many people that have had it. And it, just, it was just a poor choice and they dealt with it. And they got, you know, thank God for restoration. But listen, it's time for us to stand up. We got, when you talk about being bold about who you are and what you know, come on, we've got to reach the lost. We've got, we got to do our job. Because we've got a lot of people making decisions right now based entirely on our flesh, entirely on emotions, without n- absolutely no inclination to consult God. And see, we're to live our lives based on that relationship, consulting God every day. Lead me, Father. Who is it I should talk to today? Where is it I should go today? Allow Him to speak into your life. Allow Him to lead you and guide you. And, 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 and throughout the process of Him walking out your plan for your life with you and providing for you when He needs to, He will put people in your path that you can minister to to share the gospel. That's how we should be living our lives. Because listen, you can't expect, and you, we can't get mad at everyone for, for do it, voting the way they vote or believing what they believe because you can't get mad at people for making ungodly choices when they don't even know who God is. You can't get mad and want to fight them. What does that mean? That means we've got to step up our game. We've got to start doing what God's called us to do. Be who you are supposed to be. And listen... I want everybody to ask yourself this question and don't answer it. Answer it to yourself. What have you done in the past week to share the gospel? Are you sharing the gospel? Have you even mentioned God to anybody? I mean, think about it. It's what we're called to do. We should be reaching these people. Getting the third person of the Godhead living in them. Getting Jesus in their heart. Glory to God. And watching them. And listen, we may have to deal with them, some sin in their life right from the beginning. That don't mean that we love the sin. We love the person and hate the sin. And because we get God in them, we walk through the process of getting that sin out of them. See, there's this whole mindset that you can just love everybody now and they can stay doing whatever they're doing and stay in their sin the rest of their life. And we're just supposed to love them because Christians are supposed to love them. Listen, love doesn't cover everything. Yes, we're supposed to love them but hate the sin. 
right? Because you can't allow people to stay in those dark places and just say, you'll be all right one day. No, be bold. Preach the truth of the Word to them. Hold them accountable because there is no accountability in the church anymore. Very little. Very little. You know, there's a big move now coming into the church. Trying to, trying to come into the church and will not come into this church. Because we've had people leave this church on account of this. The, the big move is I don't need the church. Well, I've got God on the inside of me. I need to just go and do my own thing. I need to minister on this street corner. Minister. On, I don't need a pastor. I don't need, I don't need a church. What they're saying is they don't need accountability. Because you, let me tell you something. God created the church on the day of Pentecost right at the beginning for a purpose. The church is very vital to every ministry. There should not even be any ministry out there operating without some covering because if you don't have a covering, you have no accountability. And without accountability, how quickly you can get led astray. And don't think that the enemy can't deceive because he's the master deceiver. It happens all the time. We've had people leave this. I don't need you. I don't need you. It goes back to honor. They don't honor the pastor because they don't honor God. They honor themselves and their own strength and what they can do. I don't need any accountability. I don't need to serve you because I can serve myself to the kingdom. Yeah, we're to serve the kingdom, but we serve the kingdom through the church. Because the church is what, it's where, that's where your family is. That's where your accountability comes from. That's where the ones that are going to love you through everything you go through, the hard times, the good times, and all of that. They're going to lift you up when you need to. They're going to be there with a shoulder for you to cry on. That's why you keep your church and you keep your family. And then through the church, you go out as a team and as a family and you outreach and you serve missions. You serve in the streets. You serve, you serve. Guys, it's time for the church to get serious. Serious. Are you sharing the gospel? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Michelle to come up here in just one second. But listen, it is time for a revolution. It really is. I'll lead it. If God says lead it, I'll lead it. I don't care. We're not fighting this thing with guns. We're fighting this thing with prayer. We're fighting this with God's weapons, right? And it's time for us to start using those weapons, fighting the good fight of faith and walking in the victory of what God, where God wants us. Listen, people, we've gotten to a place where people just feel like they either, they either just, well, I'm done with this church thing. I just, I've got Jesus in my heart and, and I just, I'm just waiting on him to come back, all right? Or, or they don't even believe that. And, and, and they're either all, all the way on, on, on another side of the spectrum there. But if you're believing that, the point is, is if you're believing that, you're mistaken. Because God left you here for a reason. Not to just sit and patiently wait on Him to come back. And this is where the church has gotten. It's got, we don't preach the total truth of the Word because we don't want to offend somebody. Oh, that sounds a little hard. Somebody may be dealing with that sin, and they may, if they hear that, they may not come to my church. If they come back to my church, I may only have 20 people instead of 100 people. Yada, 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 yada. But listen, this is time for the church to start preaching the truth. If it's not in these four walls, it's on that street corners. It's everywhere God leads us. It's time for us to get real and time for us to get serious about this. Because there are, when I tell you there are lives hanging in the balance, there's lives hanging in the balance. Now, I'm going to read you something that Ben Franklin said when he addressed the Constitutional Convention in 1787. Now, that's a little hard to understand because of the way they spoke back then. But listen closely. Ben Franklin said this. He says, 
I have lived, sir, a long time. And the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth. Now that truth is that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build, they that labor in vain that build it. Guys, I believe that. I believe that for this country. We keep trying to build this country. We keep trying to develop this country. And we keep trying to push this country forward in our own strength. Pushing God this way and keep trying to push ourselves this way. Come on. We are no better than the builders of Babel. And what happened? It failed. We have got to get on the, pro, on the ball and we've got to fight. Fight for our nation. I'm going to bring up my lovely prayer, prayer warrior here. Those of you who know Michelle led all of the prayer because that's her gifting. God has called her and she is very, 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 very happy to be with her. And uh, she's going to lead us in a closing prayer consider, concerning this battle. Guys, don't you give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And listen, if, you're, if, you, if you want, if you, if, you're vo- if you voted against us and you don't want to be in this prayer, listen, I'm sorry, you don't want to, it's not good to be the person that the pastor's praying against. I'm just saying. Right? <laughs> <laughs>